Capcom is only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain secrets or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. On tonight's episode of The Godless Revolution, side effects of Vatty Leaks may cause unusual dreams, hallucinations, and poppy pants. Robert Deere is going to plead guilty because, well, he's guilty. Church offers Star Wars tickets in a fantasy for fantasy trade this Christmas. I vote for the Virgin Wookiee. Pastor David Manning is a fucking lunatic. I don't know what else to say about it. He's fucking crazy. Falwell's legacy doesn't end at death, but not because there's an afterlife. Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters calls POTUS a total pussy on Stuart Varney's show on Fox. Weather! The zooist movement in Iceland is not, is not a group of zoophiles. GOP, OMG, chicken little about this presidency. P.S. Obama's Muslim. Hang on, everybody. Here we go. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like... Uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. not torture. Touch, also not touching. I am, <laughs> I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I am Dan. Today is Wednesday, December 9th. This is episode 83. Matt and I are here in the studio. I am here. I'm satelliting in. Ryan Ryan thinks he's special and cool. Doesn't have not, to drive. Not special, just I got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ryan's working on another project. He's doing some cool video shit. So uh, rather than drive all the way from Ogden and then have to drive all the way back to Ogden after the show, this will save him a couple hours. Around a couple hours, maybe. Yeah. Two hours extra I get to edit tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll work out pretty well. How are you? How you feeling, Ryan? Are you over your cold totally? You still yeah. sound a little bit. Uh, I just got the runny nose. That's it. So I might yeah. be a little nasally. Yeah. Sure. A bit nasally too. But other than that, I feel okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm drinking some better whiskey now. So hopefully that'll fix the problem. Do you guys ever get a heartburn very bad? Every once in a while, not a whole lot. So I have I have that. I get it bad. I get it sort of mildly regularly, but I not get, not bad. I got the GERD gastroesophageal reflux disorder or disease or whatever. Oh my God. And so every day I take uh, an omeprazole, I just get the over-the-counter shit from Costco. Uh, and there are days that I forget to take it. And on those days that I forget to take it, um, if I happen to eat anything very late or anything very spicy, uh, it'll wake me up in the middle of the night because I'll roll over onto my side and just get a mouthful of acid. Hmm. Like liquid hot fucking magma acid 
right into my mouth. Sounds pretty awesome. And no, it doesn't. Ugh. No, it doesn't. Fuck. So, so this happened last night. I, I went into the office yesterday, and so it, whenever I go into the office, it kind of fucks up my morning schedule. You know, my routine that I have in the morning because of I, not going to work, of not going into the <laughs> office, right? Because I work from home usually, so I've got my routine for every morning when I get up and start doing the shit for work from home. You actually got to put pants on. Yeah, I got to put pants <laughs> on. I got to fucking shower in the morning. I got to make. You know, set up coffee the night before. I've got to pack all of my shit into my laptop bag and drive. <laughs> all that shit other people have to do usually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, it fucks up my morning schedule, and so I forgot to take my pill yesterday. Of course, when I go to the office, that's also the day that I like to go to La Puente for lunch and have the Chili Verde. Mm. So I had Chili Verde yesterday, and then I came home. Tracy and I did some shit around the house, set up the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up having dinner late. And so I just had my leftovers from lunch at like nine, which is pretty late for me to eat dinner. Yeah. And woke up in the middle of the night, rolled over and mouthful of chili verde. Mouthful of fucking not no, it's just it's just straight up acid. It's just liquid, just fucking burning hot shit. Ran down to the kitchen, <laughs> spat it into the sink, and of course that's at the other end of the house from our bedroom. Spat it into the sink, and then I'm, you know, scrambling to try to find something to get the burning out of my mouth. And just the the vapors from that can burn your lungs. <laughs> just the vapors from the acid can burn yeah. your lungs as you're trying to breathe and inhale. And I fucking scorched the shit out of my lungs last night because of that. And so today I was like all wheezy and... Hmm. I see. <laughs> I've, I've never had you that. You brought it all back around. Yeah. Okay. I forgot we were talking about... The nose and the cold thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it sucks. So you were wheezing. Yeah, it it gets a little panicky because it, I mean it, it does. It just it burns like it's you're inhaling acid fumes and it sucks. And so That's... then then for the next you know forty five minutes to an hour, you know your throat's on fire, your lungs are burning, can't get back to sleep. So I'm tired sucks, and, man. and wheezy and whiny. So how are you, Matt? I'm good. <laughs> never scared, never sick, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was old man Duffy. <laughs> I had like a frog in my throat. <laughs> yeah. Never sick, Matt. <laughs> uh, we don't really have a, a topic for tonight, but we've got a lot of news shit. News. Are what? we going to at least talk about Trump? Oh, of course we are. Okay, good. Oh, I mean, sure we are. Well, you heard about him. <laughs> Saying that we should just yeah yeah you know not allow any any more Muslim immigrants yeah. Muslims specifically yeah. that we should start a database have them register yeah I mean he's shut down mosques and then then uh, I believe it was Chuck Todd uh, in an interview with with Donald Trump said recently because of your statements there have been several main mainstream. Uh, news outlets who have compared some of the things you're saying to Hitler. Does oh, it yeah. bother you to be compared to be compared to Hitler? And Trump's response was no. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't mind being compared to Hitler. That would bother me if somebody compared me to Hitler. Yeah, I mean, I would think most people. Oh, it happens. On I want I want to make America there. great. Yeah, make America great again. Well, uh, the, the Uni- German way. He right. Yeah. <laughs> well. He is of German ancestry. His grand, oh. I think it was his grandfather that immigrated from, they changed their name too. It was D-R-U-M-P-F, Drumpf. And they changed it to Trump. 
Drumpf. Donald Drumpf. I've got a <laughs> lot of German heritage in my family. It doesn't mean I want to go all Nazi. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. I mean, but he's just, I guess the United Kingdom is also uh, trying to decide on whether or not they want to vote uh, to disallow Trump from ever visiting their country. Well, a lot of countries are pissed. Yeah. Even the Republican Party, um, not not really people that are running. You know, fucking Ted Cruz is defending Donald Trump. Oh, sure, sure. Well, because he wants to be his running. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so Cruz won't disavow what Trump has said. Basically defends him, uh, but you know people in Congress, Republicans in Congress, have all not all, but you know some some key people have come forward and said that you know what Donald Trump has said is bullshit and not at all what what should be aligned with the Republican Party. Um, Which Republican Party, though? I mean, the the, <laughs> well, the Republican Party of pre Reagan, you know, or are we talking about the one that's been hijacked by the Tea Party? So I saw. I saw an interesting uh, bit of commentary from Rachel Maddow and Lawrence. 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 Fuck. Fishburn? No. Maddow. No. <laughs> God damn it. Of Arabia. The guy who's on after fucking Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. Kraus. The last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. I blame the cold meds. That's going to be my excuse for all my fuck-ups tonight. <laughs> um, they have posited that perhaps... You know, Donald Trump is saying all of these really horrible things, and then he's also threatening that if the Republican Party does not treat him nice and fair, that he'll run as an independent. Yeah. Of course, mm. if he runs as an independent, there's no chance in no. hell that he's going to win. No. And no chance any Republican has to win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That yeah that that he wouldn't win nor would any Republican. Yeah, it's he it's the it's the Korean speed skater thing. You know, if he realizes he's coming around the last bend and he's not in first, he'll just go down and take six <laughs> people down with him behind him. That that's basically what they were hypothesizing uh, yesterday. Yeah, you know that that he can probably see the writing on the wall when looking at the numbers. Well, first that he's he's a rich fucking bum. He's yeah. never had to work really all that hard, you know. He he inherited tons and tons of money. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was I was adding <laughs> emphasis to your point. I wasn't disagreeing. I just yeah, he's never had to work really hard. He's never fucking worked. And so he he's kind of seeing that he may actually win the Republican pi- primary, but even then if he wins the Republican primary, so there there's a couple different things, right? So that if he wins the Republican primary, then he has a chance of possibly being voted in as POTUS, and he doesn't fucking want that. He doesn't really want that because then he'd actually have to fucking work. He can't just really? run his fucking gums all the time. The Republicans in Congress hate him. The Democrats hate him. He's not going to be able to get anything done. So as a president, he would be completely ineffective. The other side of that is that if he does win the primary, then he would have to run against the Democratic opponent, and he doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell of winning that election. Of, so, of either one. Yeah. And well, and so rather than, you know, winning the primary and then losing in the election and having to admit that he's a loser. <laughs> Then he would just tank his whole fucking bid right now and basically say whatever outlandish shit that he can so that the Republicans don't treat him fair. And so then uh, he tells the Republicans, well, I'm not going to run on your ticket. I'm going to run as a, as a third party. 
And then when he loses while running as a third party, it's not really his fault. It's the establishment. He's not so, a loser. The establishment's the loser. So it's a fairly so, shitty tactic because he's not only doing it to himself, he's dividing the whole fucking country on the issues. Yeah. In our favor. Oh, sure. So I'm cool with it. Yeah, but then you got the whack jobs that are out there beating up fucking shop owners. Yeah, and yeah. In the meantime, he's causing jobs, he's doing real kids. harm. Well, that yeah, that's that's true. The Trump effect is real, and it's not good. I guess there was a couple of uh, severed pigs' heads that were thrown at mosques today. I that, saw that. Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw the one where an elementary school girl had her hijab ripped off her head because the students were like calling her ISIS and saying you're horrible, you're evil. What do they have against the Egyptian goddesses? I don't know. That's fucking weird. <laughs> but then there was the uh, the Muslims that were praying in a park in San Francisco that had a lady attack and throwing hot coffee at him and hitting him with an umbrella. Jesus. What? Some old ladies hitting people with an oh, umbrella yeah. and throwing coffee at him? Yeah. There's a video out there. I posted it on the Atheist Experience site. I did not see that. In their, in their comment thread for that, that one. It's also on Raw Story. It's also on the Raw Stories? That happened today. Today. So we have yes, some yesterday. we have some other news items to cover, of course. I think Trump comes up in one or two of these things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Trump. What did what did you bring in, Matthew? Oh, I got some stuff. Yeah. You got yeah. some papers and things and yeah. junk? Yeah, I got some, some stuff. Uh these are in backward order. Hold on a second. Well, why didn't you put them in forward order? That makes more sense. It does because I thought tonight was our debate night, so that's next oh. week. But that's next week, so yeah. next Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, how about this one, guys? Are you ready? I'm off for eight days I'm ready right for now. It. So. Are you making fun of our nasal <laughs> shit? <laughs> no, fuck <Dick>. No. <laughs> Vatican Secretary of State Pietro Perilone. I don't know what the fuck his name is. I'm going to say it that way. Uh. Maybe called as a, def- as a defense witness, a Vatican judge trying five people over the leaking of secret documents has agreed to let some of Pope Francis's senior advisors be defense witnesses. Those on trial include two journalists who published books detailing alleged financial mismanagement at the Vatican and three members of the Papal Commission accused of leaking documents to them. So I'm kind of curious what the problem is thus far. I mean, obviously they're in Vatican, so they're subject to a different set of rules and laws. But What do you mean what the problem is? <laughs> Was it just that these people used documents that they didn't uh, possess legally? Is that the issue? Well, they... Because, I mean, obviously the church is upset about the content of the papers, but... Yeah, well, it's it's that they leaked them. It, it, it's like leaking state yeah. secrets kind of shit. Mm. They're, they're okay. you know, they're fucking Snowden as far as the Vatican is concerned. Yeah. Because they took, okay. they took the Vatican's, you know, secret documents and leaked them to the press. Okay. All of their accounting bullshit. Um, one of the supposed defense witnesses, a priest, alleges a fellow defendant seduced him. Uh, the two books published last month, Avarici by Emmanuel Fittipaldi. Wait, is one of the defendants an eight-year-old boy? Hmm. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Merchants in the Temple by Gianluigi Nuzzi paint a picture of clergy greed and financial waste and who's surprised by that on trial alongside the two italian writers are spanish priests monsignor angelo lucio vallejo balda his secretary nicola mio and italian public relations specialist francesca chauqui yes nicola mio (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I didn't mean to derail you. No, it's okay. Uh, both the Monsignor and Miss Chalky were members of the commission set up by Pope Francis to investigate the Vatican's murky finances two years ago. The priest says Miss Chalky put pressure on him to leak the documents <laughs> and that she seduced him in a hotel in Florence and she denies the claim. To which I say, nobody is buying that priests are tempted by adults. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, she insists that she acted at all times in the best interests of Pope Francis himself. Uh, Fittipaldi's book, Avarici, is subtitled, The Papers That Reveal Wealth, Scandals, and Secrets in the Church of Francis. Um, Monday's ruling that Mr. Paroline could be called as a witness came to, the came to at the request of Ms. Uh, Chauqui's defense team. The court also ruled that electronic communications, including WhatsApp messages between Ms. Chalqui and the Monsignor, could be analyzed, Italian news agency ANSA reported. <clears throat> the case follows an earlier VatiLeaks scandal in 2012. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the previous VatiLeaks scandal was all about the whorehouses and right, right, right. the drug use and abuse. And There's even a PBS documentary about that. Oh, so Tracy and I went and went to see Spotlight. Have you guys heard of that or seen it yet? I well, have not seen it. Well, I, t I talked about it last week. I haven't seen it yet, though, but how was it? It was excellent. It was really, really good. Uh, I think the world owes a debt to the Boston Globe for their reporting on the, on yeah, the scandal. Yeah, Boston! <laughs> fucking go sucks! <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I was like, Matt should be watching this movie. <laughs> He'll be yelling at the screen the whole time. But I wasn't. It's the Beantown <laughs> reporters doing the right thing. I was a homesick. Man, and it was just like, <laughs> it was so disturbing because so many people knew about what was going on and how rampant the abuse was, how often it was occurring to how many victims, how many priests were involved, and nobody had the courage to say anything about it because the Catholic Church was so powerful. That's a little surprising, too. Boston's pretty... Pretty heavily Catholic. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's why that nobody was, was saying anything about it. Yeah, they were all worried about the ramifications of of openly challenging the church. Sure. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know. It was. It was great. It was cool to see how the story unfolded. It was disheartening to see how long it had been going on, how many people knew about it. Like I said, how many kids were being abused while these people knew about it. Mm. There was police corruption involved. You know, the police would oh, just, imagine that would just. You know, they'd, they'd get these reports, and they wouldn't even arrest the priest. There would never even be any charges made officially through mm. the police department. Mm -hmm. um, they would settle at a lawyer's office, just have the priest come in, admit to it. God, they one of the reporters... Admit to it and just let him go? Yeah, well... and well, then just, a confession. Then just settle. Just give just give oh. the people hush money, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, have, have these sealed arbitration meetings hmm. but there was one scene oh, nice. where one of the investigative reporters from the globe is is out trying to find contacts and she she contacts or finds one of the priests that has been accused of abuse and goes to talk to him about it and he's like you know she says so there's been some allegations of you uh molesting children in the parish or whatever and he's like oh well yeah <laughs> but <laughs> I never got any satisfaction out of it at oh, all. Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> I never, you know, I never I never got any real gratification out of it, so it's okay. Wow. Now, now when did this when does the movie actually take place? Is it modern time or is this an 
set back in like no this this is this is like a this is like a documentary kind of about when the whole scandal took place in the early 90s that's that's wild late 80s early 90s i i couldn't believe just how many people so it was cool seeing seeing the whole thing unravel and how they got to the bottom of it and then it was just a little crushing to see how many people knew how many kids had been victimized and yeah. how many and how long it had been going on. So I don't know. I, I I felt a range of emotions. I was I was happy that it happened. I was mad that it was going on. I was sad for all of the kids that it had happened to. What? How much of how much of a juvenile view do you have to have of the world to think that things are only offenses if you enjoy them? Yeah. How warped is you know? That? I mean. What the f- like? Yeah, I killed him, but believe me, I didn't fucking like it. I, he I didn't made me have do a it. Good I, time. You know, Jesus, Christ. I was tempted. You know, it was, but I, I never really had a great time doing it. So yeah, <laughs> this hurts. This hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> believe me, Alter Boy. <laughs> Jesus. It wasn't fun. That's terrible. Yeah. So we also got some uh, listener feedback. We did. Uh, listener Dave, I believe he's in Mongolia, China. Yeah, Mongolia, China. Mongolia, China. Hmm. Inner or outer Mongolia, I can't remember. No, I had sent a or commented on one of the posts he had posted. Yeah, so the one you commented on was uh, about arming the Kurds. He had sent us in. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me pull up the the link here. Uh, he said that he had listened to one of our episodes. I believe it was the Democratic debate. Uh, so he comments and says that after catching up with your Democratic primary uh, pod... I think you did a disservice to the Kurds who are noted as all being Islamic slash Muslims. Not sure which the pod said. Uh, the Kurds are one of the most effective fighting forces and a major problem for them is that large numbers is the large numbers. The PKK are revolutionaries, which is why many American Christian fighters are leaving them to join other Syrian groups and are labeled as terrorists by the U S for opposing their ally, Turkey, the Kurds properly armed would save many lives by helping to defeat fascist ISIS and their terrorism, as well as reducing the need of U.S. Western troops to do the fighting. A reasonable insight into the intricacies of this mess can be found. And he left a link that I haven't had a chance to read this okay. article. Um, but Ryan Ryan commented and you know basically basically said that you know thanked him for the info and said that he can't recall the actual part of the show in which yeah. uh, he's referencing. That he'd have to go back and listen to what we said, but that Ryan usually stands up for the Kurds as being a group that will actually stand up and fight ISIS. I think I think generally as a show we 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 all sort of align with the Kurds. Yeah, I I mean the, I think it's good that they're standing up and fighting. My my concern, and, and I would have to go back and listen to the episode again. Also, I think my primary concern is that we know in in the past when we have armed rebels that a lot of the times those arms yes. end up in the hands of the people that yeah. they're fighting against. yeah 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 and i think i think at least i mean some number of shows ago uh i had mentioned my maybe only but minor objection to the kurds as a fighting force is that their numbers are not significant enough to quell the issues at hand in the in the state of iraq right now Ryan, well, disag- that, Ryan disagreed with me about that. that catch twenty two, where if you arm them and then they lose that ground, then those arms get taken away from them and go into the hands of the enemy. So then we have 
in a sense, help arm the enemy in a little bit. So there's a little bit of a catch-22 involved in with it. But I think we should be supporting them more as a country versus what we're doing right now. Well, I I think culturally and and as a country, I think the Kurds deserve a shot for sure. I mean, maybe maybe I've understated that. Maybe maybe, maybe the world has understated the necessity for a Kurdistan at, uh, somewhere. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm certainly no well, military genius or anything, but just I, just I a military guess, brilliant. I would there, guess. there is a Kurdistan. Is there a Kurdistan officially? Well, Kurdistan, I've been there. Kurge or Kurd? Kurge. Oh, Kurdistan. Kurdistan. Yeah. No, but but I mean, an, an official. Well, an official country. Well, there, for there the was Kurds. at one point. Yeah, and there used to be a place for the fucking Palestinians too. But, yeah, but uh, post post World War II, we split a took Iraq, which was three nations, and mixed it into one, and yeah. caused a lot of turmoil with that shit. Yeah, Istanbul was once Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, <laughs> not Constantinople. Yeah. Been a long time gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it got the works. I think I know what song is going to play at the end of the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, so, take take me back to Constantinople. <laughs> uh, no, you so, can't go so, back. To so that. I was saying, you know, I'm I'm certainly no military genius, but you know, just off the top of my head, I would say that it would probably be good to to help them with small arms. You know, don't give them tanks and and cannons or anything, but you know, give them give them. Uh, but ISIS, ISIS already has tanks, so you got to be able to give them something that can destroy their most powerful. Assets. Well, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you use them as a ground force. You know, use them as we would our our own military. G- give them, give them proper self self arms. You know, long rifles and and handguns and stuff. Make sure they've got plenty of ammo. Give them food. Give them all of that type all of the support, provisions. and then give them a shit ton of air support. Yeah, which, that, that's that's the stance I've been with. Is Give them the arms they need, give them the support they need, and we'll supply them with air support that they can actually call upon. Yeah, and, and work with them, you know, coordinate yeah. coordinate attacks with them and, and counterattacks with them. Don't just fly over and go, hey, it looks like those guys might need some help down there. Let's bomb the other guys on the other side. I mean, or actively just, work with them and yeah. give them small arms to to help keep themselves safe on the on the battlefield and then give them just a ton of air, air support. support. Yeah. Even close air support. Yeah. Looks looks like he he also had an objection to our blanket statement about all the Kurds being Islamic, which we may have done. Um, uh, I think if we did, it might have been an error on our part. Well, or, it sounds like it probably was, but I, yeah, I, I don't, don't I don't really know enough to to say. But yeah, I don't have a problem with them being Muslim. Well, right, and that, I mean, that that in itself is not necessarily an issue for the war. Yeah, it's it's an issue for. A, a rational world moving forward but yeah yeah but i i mean i i wouldn't say no they're muslims i wouldn't arm them I, right, right if they're you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend a lot of times so and if they're if they're fighting them already and could be of use then yeah we should we should help them out and, and they are use pawns them to our advantage also <laughs> well yeah well not <laughs> just pawns but i mean if, yeah, I know, if they're the i mean they're sounds. already fighting so yeah, no, we no, could know, do things to help support yeah. them and yeah. you know how i mean it would be a win-win situation they they could help us with ground intel and, and ground support we could help them with air support and I don't I, I see think how that would be where, bad but again i'm not a military genius i don't yeah. know all of the mitigating factors over there so I think this is where one of those old proverbs comes into play. If you 
if, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he gets to eat for a long time. For a long them, time. For a long, for a long time. time. That's how the actual proverb goes. But more, more than one day. If we fight their war for them, they won't know how to defend themselves. We, if we help them fight, if we teach them or not teach them, but give them the aid in fighting their own war and actually being able to stand up for themselves, they will then be able to defend themselves longer. Well, thanks for the message from Mongolia, China. It's it's good to know that we're hitting listeners all around and that they're actually interested in what well, I think the whole world's a little interested in what's going on with the uh our our who our president is because he has a lot of sway in the fucking world, which yeah, is sure. fucking nuts. I think we're all interested because this could be scary. Yeah. I have no audio on this computer, so we're gonna take a quick break for a second. Okay. Be right back, y'all. Hey everybody, this is X. I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. And now we have the computer, too. I don't think I'm allowed to Skype in anymore. Not until I can figure out what the <laughs> fuck is going on. I'm useless, too, so... <sighs> okay. I sat over there and just wrote stuff down on your yeah. pad over there. I just pretend I know what I'm doing, and I just move buttons. Till it works? Till it works. Till it works. Hmm. That's what I was trying to do. I'm not as effective at moving buttons until they work, I guess. But... We're uh, back. Oh, oh. Hey, everybody. So you sent me that link. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm attempting to go back to it here. Let's see. So I guess in in the story behind this link, there's a little bit of backstory before the guy actually got his phone out to record it. That they were uh, in the park for Sunday prayer. Uh Uh-huh. And while they were getting, while they're finishing up, this lady came over and started screaming at them that they worship the devil and all sort of crazy cuckoo shit that uh, uh, a nice Christian would say to a Muslim. And then they broke their phone out. Is she Christine Wyke? No, mm-hmm. she's not. She sounds like her, though. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what she says. By Satan. I'm gonna... God damn it. That was a clusterfuck tonight. Just so you know, audio issues are because Ryan is not here in studio. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan is not equipped to handle these things. And Matt is useless. <laughs> Matt's <laughs> been very patient while waiting for me just going, fucking, I don't know what is, this cord goes, I unplug it and I can still hear you, what the fuck? <laughs> you are very deceived by Satan. Your mind has been taken over, brainwashed, and you have nothing but hate. Nothing but hate. I'm sorry. Hi. Um, hi. <laughs> it is inappropriate. You're right. For somebody to tape record me, it is inappropriate. This lady was talking about my God. She was saying he is this. Do not touch me! Oh, man. So he See, got- I guess right before he says, don't touch me, he's getting whacked by a fucking umbrella. Well, yeah, she walked over and smacked him. Yeah. 
Do not touch me! Do not touch me! <laughs> that nice, lovely Christian religion that we yeah, have out yeah. there. Uh, so we were talking about the Kurds in Iraq, and uh, I mm. think I think we I, I put in what I wanted to put in on that. Me, yeah, me too. We have uh, the guy who shot up the Planned Parenthood. Uh, is uh christian terrorist yeah the christian terrorist is well, did, just just fine with going to jail as yeah. as one of god's warriors yeah sure. did you see that news that came out this afternoon about that shit or is that what you're bringing up yeah that's what i'm bringing up now um he has said that he's going to plead guilty to 179 count counts uh well he's facing 179 counts <laughs> uh which would include murder and all of the attempted murder. Let let's do it the whole thing. 1 uh uh uh, uh <laughs> 2 uh, <laughs> uh so this story comes from the local news channel uh KKTV 11. Uh KKT KKTV <laughs> uh the families of at least two of the victims slain in the Planned Parenthood shooting attended Robert Deere's court appearance Wednesday. Family members of UCCS officer Garrett Swayze and Iraq veteran, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this name, Kiar Stewart, were in the courtroom as Deere learned what charges he would face for allegedly killing their loved ones. Deere made multiple outbursts during the court session. Our reporter counted nearly 20, including declaring he was a warrior for the babies and accusing his own public defender of wanting to drug him. Quote, do you know who this lawyer is? He's the lawyer for the Batman shooter, Deere exclaimed. They drugged James Holmes up, and that's what they'd want to do with me. So he's out of his mind. Oh, clearly. Yeah, this guy's crazy. His attorney, Daniel King, who did represent Aurora Theater shooter James Holmes, questioned whether Deere was competent to stand trial. Deere declared he was competent and said he was not going to agree to a mental health evaluation. Though investigators have not publicly released a motive, Deere heavily alluded to one, uh, to heavily alluded to one with frequent references to abortion. Protect babies! He exclaimed once. Can you add the babies that had been aborted that day? Can you add that to the list? He yelled another time while lawyers and the judge deliberated whether a list of victims' names should be made public. When District Attorney Dan May said he wanted Planned Parenthood to meet with, with the defense team, Deere exclaimed, quote, Seal the truth, huh? Kill babies. That's what Planned Parenthood does. Deere claimed his public defender was in cahoots with Planned Parenthood, suggested that by trying to seal documents, the lawyer was trying to hide what Deere saw inside the building to protect the clinic. Deere also complained about being behind bars. Quote, I'm housed with no toilet, no water. Have Amnesty International contact me, please. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got at least a toilet and water. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure I've he has one both. night in jail. Yeah. So I had toilet and water. I've never actually had to spend a night in jail. I came close a couple times, but you haven't lived until you've had to spend a night in jail. He's a pussy. He ain't never been to jail. <laughs> <laughs> no criminal record. Ah, he's a pussy. He doesn't have a criminal record. What was? It? Is Fucking that what Dale. he said? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Dale. Ah, uh, that's funny. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Hope he's still listening. He probably does once in a while. I like Dale. Yeah. He was fun. Yeah, he was fun. Uh, yeah. What else you got? Oh, we're done with Barbara Durr. Robert Durr. <clears throat> Bobby. Got, uh, the Reverend Jonathan Heron of the non-denominational Christian Life Church is attempting to attract 20 and 30-something churchgoers 
with a Star Wars Christmas, uh, a promotion which will include family activities like make your own lightsabers and franchise <laughs> merchandise giveaways, according to MLive.com. God works in mysterious ways. The biggest draw, the pastor will also be giving away 300 opening day tickets to Star Wars The Force Awakens at a local theater on December 18th. New Life Church attendees can enter to win a pair of free tickets each time they attend a service through December ah. 13th, while Veteran Life Church goers can enter by bringing a guest. Additionally, a five-star review of the church on Facebook or Google or a Facebook check-in can net you an entry into the contest. The church offers three services each Sunday. The pastor has previously used comedy and music performances to attract uh, communicants. Quote it's, quote, it's not corny. It's not silly. Like I said, we're serious about our faith, just not serious about ourselves. Heron told M live more bribes and cons. This, this is complete silliness though. Yeah. You know, why I wonder the, if they gave up movie tickets at 50 shades of gray? <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but why in the world does Jedi Christ uh, make you work so hard when he could just snap his fingers? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. True. Use the force. Right. I don't know. <laughs> well, everybody's on the fucking Star Wars bandwagon, man. Yeah. Me included because I'm really fucking excited to go see it. Oh, yeah. no, no, I am too. <laughs> I am too. But I just I just think, you know, when when you walk around touting eternal truths and, and this, this being who loves and cares about you and can do anything, why the fuck are you bribing people to show up to your building? Anyway, yeah, it was. Can it was a, Jesus it was come a, to him in a dream and say, "Go to church, win yeah, Star Wars tickets." In a big fucking wet dream, go to church and win Star Wars tickets because that's <laughs> the way things work. That's that's <laughs> that the cookie crumbles. Thank you, OG Wan Kenobi. So I think part of our uh, intro or content warning that you put together, Matt, has has a bit from Pastor David Manning. Yes, yes, it does. Obama. <laughs> 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 so he's in the news recently. Uh, this comes to us from Joe, my God. Uh, story headline is Harlem hate pastor James David Manning warns, if you disrupt my church, we'll murder you, a family, and then piss on their graves. <laughs> we have some delightful video to go along with this. Oh, shit. <laughs> this guy's fucking crazy. I don't think I've ever watched an actual video of him before. Haven't you not? Have you? You didn't even watch the semen in the lattes. Yeah. You didn't even watch that one? Oh, I might have seen that. The I think we played it Starbucks on the show. Starbucks puts the semen in the lattes. <laughs> that makes you tell they flavor it up. I might have seen that, but this, I mean, this was just, this one is so over the top. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't fucking understand yeah. how this guy's a thing. Like, this guy's kind of awesome in a weird way. So, so this I comes to us from, uh, it's like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> this comes to us from Joe, my God. Uh, it says, earlier this week, Harlem hate pastor James David Manning was among the group of black clergy who met with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. In the clip below, Manning recounts how one of the pastors at the meeting, whom he refers to with the N-word, mentioned apologizing to his congregation after protesters allegedly stormed the pulpit. Pastor Manning would like you to know what will happen if anybody tries that at his church. And then it goes into a quote from him, and, and I think it would be better to just let the... Uh, Pray tell what? Let him pastor. speak for himself. Just let the video speak for itself, because... It's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> the Manning Report. I, I watched it like five times earlier just going, what in the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I think this would be my first time. Yeah, yeah, he's eccentric. Here we go. 
or not. Here we go. You know, Sabah, you were down there the other day, the Donald Trump meeting, right? Yeah. Did you hear that nigga down there say that I heard him. Uh, when people come to his church to disrupt the church, try <laughs> to get to the pulpit to get to him? He says he apologizes. He apologizes. He sounded just like a little girl. <laughs> it, it's sickening to see what's supposed to be grown men you think that are supposed to protect you sound like little girls. And I, I, this, this is a black woman complaining about people sounding like little girls. That's that's how far gone and indoctrinated she is. That sounding like a little girl is a really that, bad thing. Yeah. Coming from a woman that sounding like a little girl is bad. <laughs> Again, I'm looking at them through my own eyes. I can only imagine how um, ISIS are looking. These are Americans. These are supposed to be men speaking about he apologizes. I mean, I want to slap that man uh, three ways till Sunday. It was it was ridiculous because that's what Jesus would do. He would slap that man three ways till Sunday. Well, let me tell you something. Let me just share this. Share this. Yeah, he did. And he was. Yeah, we apologized and I apologized for half an hour to the congregation that we had to stop him from coming up in the pulpit and taking me out of the pulpit. We apologize for that. But let me say something to you. You come to the Outlaw World Missionary Church. You try to get to the pulpit or you try to get <laughs> anywhere to put your hands on me or Elizabeth. Here it comes. It's uh, fucking amazing. Uh-oh. Here's what's going to happen. Hmm. The first response is that the women in the church That's right. are going to take you down. If the children don't get to them first. If one of the two going to mop the floor with you. And then the men of the church are going to immediately leave the service and find your family members and castrate the men Jesus. and slit the Whoa. throats of the women. Oh, my God. Can you believe that shit? For interrupting his sermon, they will castrate you and slit the throats of your women. Yeah, this this sounds awfully Muslim. He, he's not quite done yet. It, it, uh, it, he goes on for a little bit here. That's what the men of the church going to do. Hmm. We're going to find all your family members. Then we're going to go to your graves of your family members, your ancestors, your fathers, your mothers, your grandfathers. And the men of the church are going to piss on the graves of your ancestors oh, if you ever think about coming inside of the outlaw world missionary church to lay a hand on me or elizabeth or any of the members of this church we will piss on your ancestors grave and i'll let that freak from down there wherever he is apologize for that you listen to the manning reporting that's fucking what crazy <laughs> I listened to him and I was like, oh. holy shit. This well, guy, piss. This guy is, graves is a Christian pastor? Like, yeah. holy fuck, man. I couldn't believe that. That sounded like, I, I just, I, I, I still, I can't even compare it to it. I say it sounded like, and I just stopped because I, there's nothing for me to compare that to. No. Well, it's religious extremism. I said it sounds awfully Muslim earlier, but what I meant was... It it sounds like the rhetoric we hear from the extreme factions of Islam in the in the, the fundamentalists. Right yeah. I just bec- he and you heard him. He would yeah, that was wild. The men in yeah. the church would castrate the other men who, if they happened to, and this is this is for the offense of approaching the pulpit and interrupting his sermon. You would be castrated well with the intent to hurt him. And your women would have their throats slit. Yeah, they'd hunt down. They'd hunt them down. That that's bullshit. Everybody's gonna like, including him. 
all these Christians are going to go out when they get arguments from atheists about less pleasant parts of the Bible. No, 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 no. Christianity is about love thy neighbor. It's about peace. And you know, we're not like all those other groups. And then you hear shit like this and it's immediately with the no true Scotsman. (laughs) Oh, he's not a real Christian. He's not a real Christian. Yes, he fucking is. He's a pastor. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that lady that I talked about on last week's show who said, you know, when I was talking about Robert Deere being a Christian, she's like, oh, you think he was a real Christian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly right. What he says he is. Yeah. Kind of going off that. Yeah, they I jump, would love they the news right to say he's a Christian terrorist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they should. Yeah. Because they that's what he is. I just, this Pastor Manning guy, just, I can't, I need to yeah. watch more videos of this guy because he's fucking oh, yeah. amazing. He's, he's, you can just look up he's, Pastor Manning highlights. <laughs> There's like YouTube 15 minute videos of just highlights of his craziness. I yeah. will. I'm going to have to do that. I've, That's where I pulled that Obama from, but there was a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff I had. Obama. I had cut and ready to add, but I didn't think it was going to work for the, for the intro, but yeah, he's fucking, he's definitely yeah. old Testament. He's mental. He's fire and brimstone. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I listened to it probably five times earlier today and would just sat in my office going, oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is yeah. wrong with this guy? Yeah. He's a nut job. All right. What else you got? <laughs> when oh, Liberty President. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you weren't sick. I'm fine, guys. Just hold on. (laughs) (laughs) When Liberty University President Jerry Falwell Jr. declared Uh, Friday that if more Americans could carry concealed guns, we could end those Muslims. He was aiding. He was aiding terrorism. Hillary Clinton alleged Sunday morning. To which I say, not just aiding, he's inciting domestic terrorism. Oh yeah. Uh, Falwell, the son of the late. Religious leader Jerry Falwell Sr. made the remark at Liberty University's weekly convocation while discussing the mass shooting in San Bernardino, California, the deadliest attack in the U.S. in three years, which left 14 dead. The deadliest in three years. Uh, quote, yeah, I've always... such a long time. I know. Quote, I've always thought uh, that if more good people had concealed carry permits, then we could end those Muslims before they walked in and killed them, he said. Though yeah. Fal- just shoot him on sight. You don't know. Yeah, just shoot him on sight. Yeah. Though Falwell later sought to clarify his comment to various news outlets by stating that uh, he meant to refer to terrorists rather than all Muslims, Clinton jumped on this uh, on his original statement to accuse him of helping terrorism terrorists such as the so-called Islamic State. Uh, quote, this is the kind of deplorable, not only hateful response to legitimate security issue, but uh, it's giving aid and comfort to ISIS and other radical jihadists, uh, Hillary said. Experts reckon that groups such as ISIS could seek to exploit instances of anti-Islam sentiment in the U.S. to drum up further support for their cause and recruit more adherents. But to me, that's only a tangential possibility. You know, an assumption, really, that, that they could possibly use that to drum up more support. I mean, it's, well, it's, I, a, it's, I a, reason, it. it's a reason in and of itself um, but I, mean, I think the, but the real tactics, problem is the though. Robert Deers out there who are actually listening and acting on this bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's I think it is a little bit of the ISIS tactic to say, "Hey, look what the U.S. is doing to you." Sure. Oh, they're evil. They're yeah, an sure, evil sure. country. They don't want you in there. They're horrible people. Let's fight against them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think we also need to address the domestic terrorism aspect too. Which oh yeah, which is people who are listening to this. And doing stuff right now inside oh, yeah. the country. 
I fully believe we'll see more Christian terrorists c- pop up in this country. I don't know what the fuck that noise was. There it goes again. That's Dan. What's, that noise? What's Dan doing? Why is Dan making noises? <laughs> see what Dan happens when noises. you're not in studio, goddammit. Because I mute the audio from the computer when well, I'm there. Well, dude, why are you looking up pictures of horses and girls? And I was going to, I'm getting to <laughs> oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and guns. I shouldn't have peaked. Sorry. <laughs> not, I'm not, getting not peaked, but this I mean, like, show look, bestiality. So I got, I got two machines going and I keep getting confused on which one is, con- you know, which mouse is controlling what and where the fuck I'm at. And I'm trying to talk and listen to Matt and looking at Ryan <laughs> and reading things. And yeah, I'm all fucked up. You're Carrie Jacksoning? I- yeah. Uh, no, no, that guy's <laughs> fucking amazing. He can, you should see him do his shit at the stu- at the radio station, man. He's just, well, he, it's like he's got eight arms. Did you hear? You did, only ever see two of them. <laughs> but he's got eight doing have, all these, all the other, all the other shit. Have you heard him on Irreligiosophy? No. No. It's a, it's a pretty good episode. Yeah. He talks I about how he got started and, you know, how he got into radio and all the shit that he does and dealing with. Bill and Gina, irreligiosity. I, th- I think uh, it's a good show. It's I think good, Chris, it's a good show, podcast. You guys should check it out. Yeah, I think X and uh, the people at uh, Utah Outcasts had a great episode yeah. with Gary Jackson on there. Yes, that was a really good interview. I, I really well, enjoyed that show. Yeah, Gary's awesome. Why can't we do a show in his studio? <laughs> I haven't asked. Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably. But I'll be I'll be in our studio next week. So during the Republican debate. Audio will be pristine. You better. I don't want to suffer through that shit by myself. No, I'll be there next week. I'll be there next week. <laughs> You're going to come back sure. and have to fix all the shit that we did <laughs> this week. So come early. <laughs> There's a laptop in the middle of the table. There's like a soundboard's all fucked up. Fucking wires unplugged and strung everywhere. This project is due this weekend. So don't worry. I'll have no choice but to have it done before then. <laughs> all right. So, so you mentioned. You know, just killing people. And I said, yeah, just shoot them on sight. Why not? Right, right. Which made me think of this story that I heard earlier this week and that I had posted to the Godless Revolution uh, Facebook page. Uh, this is a Nevada uh, Republican representative. I'll just let her do the talking. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chuck is checking. Why aren't the conservatives signed on this letter? I mean, what reason could you guys possibly have to not right. want to sign a letter saying, hey, wait a minute, unscreened refugees, bad idea for Nevada. Right. So so why? Why on earth, Michelle, would you not sign this letter? Because we didn't know anything about the letter, nor did we get invited to be on the letter. So Chuck Muth calls me while I'm out of state handling some other stuff. And he says, Michelle. What the hell is wrong with you? Why isn't your signature on this letter? I'm like, Chuck, calm down. What are you talking about? (laughs) Sounds like Chuck. Yeah. What are you talking about, Chuck? He's like, the Syrian refugees. I'm like, what are you kidding me? I'm about to fly to Paris and shoot him in the head myself. I mean, I I am not okay with Syrian refugees. I'm not okay with terrorists. You know, I'm okay with putting them down, blacking them out. Just put a piece of brass in their Ooh. nocular cavity and end their miserable What's a nocular life. cavity? So, uh, I'm sure she meant well, ocular. Your, yeah. your name is not. Yeah. John's name is. And she's going to fly to Paris to kill Syrian refugees? What the fuck is she talking about? This is straight up Hitler. Ira's name isn't on it. Shelley's name isn't on it. That's not coincidence. That's because the the uh, Democrats in charge of our Republican caucus, um, you know, purposely left us off. No. Chuck is checking. Why aren't the conservatives? So she would just fly to Paris and shoot the Muslims on sight. Or the Syrians anyway. 
right in their nocular yeah. cavities. <laughs> yeah, there was a conflation there of Syrian uh-huh. refugees and terrorists. Yeah. Which is fucking bullshit. And that they're all in Paris. I don't Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. But yeah, when you when you say yeah, that, as if you're gonna get your fucking ten gauge shotgun into Paris anyway. Yeah, she's well oh. and just the, the casual way she's like, Oh yeah, I'd fucking just go and put a bullet in yeah. the head. Yeah. Yeah, don't give me shit about my signature. I'd fucking kill them. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like anything that might have happened. Right in their past, nocturnal right? emissions. <laughs> Cavity. <laughs> Um, so we've got, we also had some other, uh, feedback from, from Mr. Dave. Uh, the, so the, the second thing that he contacted us about was about the zooist movement. Yeah. Um, I think sounds badass in Iceland. And he, he sent us a link to a story from the guardian. I um, I'd honestly never heard of this before. He sent that to us. Well, and I didn't know this was a thing that happens in yeah. Iceland. Uh, the, the story is titled Icelanders flock to religion, revering Sumerian gods and tax rebates, rebates, tax rebates, rebates. It's, it's old and I'm tired. Tax rebaters. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm both. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) Icelanders opposed to state funding of religion have flocked to register as Zooists, a movement that worships ancient Sumerian gods and perhaps more importantly, Promises its followers a tax rebate. Yay! More than 3,100 people, almost 1% of Iceland's population, have joined the Zooist movement in the past two weeks. Dang. In protest at paying part of their taxes to the state church and other religious bodies. Ah, yes. Followers of Zooism will be refunded the tax element earmarked for religion. Icelanders are required to register their religion with the state, which seems just fucking crazy. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. With almost three quarters of the population affiliated to the established Evangelical Lutheran Church of Iceland. There are more than 40 other registered religious bodies that qualify for, quote, parish fees paid through the taxation system. The amount set in next year's budget is the equivalent of about $80 per taxpayer over a year. Quote, there is no opt out. Those who are unaffiliated or belong to unregistered religions effectively just pay higher taxes, said Svein Thorlson. A Zooist spokesperson. An opinion poll published in September showed 55% of respondents want an end to the system. Zooism, based on the worship of Sumerian gods, registered as a religion in Iceland in 2013, but inactivity put it at risk of being deregistered by the authorities earlier this year. A group of citizens opposed to the state funding of religion mounted a takeover, promising converts that they would be refunded their parish fees. The English section of the Zooist website says, quote, the religious organization of Zooism is a platform for its members to practice a religion of the ancient Sumerian people. Zooists fully support freedom of religion and from religion for everyone. The ah. organization's primary objective is that the government repeal any law that grants religious organizations privilege, financial or otherwise, above other organizations. So this is Iceland's satanic temple. Pretty much. Furthermore, Zooists demand that the government's registry of its citizens' religion will be abolished. Zooism, it adds will cease to exist when its objectives has, have been met. Right. Which sounds like a lofty goal and a great way to, yeah. end, great way to end the church. Uh, yeah. The story continues that some politicians have claimed that Zooism should be deregistered because it is not a true religion. <laughs> but the real question is, what is a true religious organization and how yeah. do you measure belief, said Thorlson, who yep. describes himself as agnostic. Which is absolutely true. How, I mean, what, what, what do you use as a test? 
to define a religion. Right. And and how how much somebody believes in that religion. It seems like they go by number of adherents and how long it's been established. I mean, you know, for a long time the US government didn't recognize Mormonism. True. But uh, now it's pretty widely known as a very very large cult. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, perhaps surprisingly, some newly registered zooists were also showing an interest in Sumerian worship, he added. We had a service with a reading of ancient Sumerian poetry. We're planning another. End quote. According to Article 62 of the Constitution, the Evangelical Lutheran Church, quote, shall be the state church in Iceland, and as such, it shall be supported and protected by the state. End quote. Thorolson said, quote, we want people at the very be- at the very least to be able to opt out of the parish fee. End quote. He added it was equally important that, quote, in a modern society, this, the state should not keep a register of people's religious beliefs, end mm. quote. And, sh- and shouldn't levy a tax on people who are unaffiliated. Yeah, the, the people's private beliefs should not be open to scrutiny or, 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 or tracked by their government. That seems, yeah. that seems draconian. Uh, yeah. Stefan Bogis Weinson of the Progressive Party urged the Zooists to deregister as a religious movement. Quote, no one has registered in the organization to practice Zooism itself. End quote. He wrote, according to a report in the Reykjavik Grapevine, quote, their reasons for registering are rather twofold, to get money in their pockets or to protest against current legislation about religious organizations. End quote. The Evangelical Lutheran oh, Church good. had no one available to comment. Hmm. I think this is a fucking great idea. Yeah. I, I would say that they are Iceland's version of the Satanic Temple. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I I, is I was my mic is my mic on? Is I it? can hear you. Okay, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Just because sure. Matt said that earlier. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. okay. I was Were actually you? just looking up the her uh, uh, Jack Blackmore on. Facebook. I'm like, what's her fucking name? I forgot her name for the whole abortion thing. Oh, Jex, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a great example though, why governments and why the constitution of the US was set up the way it was the way it was, and why governments need to stay the fuck out of deciding what's a religion, what isn't. And that there should be no state sponsorship of any one church over any other. Well, that's certainly or, sure. Or yeah. or even have to register for what religion you belong to. Yeah, I think all that's taken care of by just not Staying not let it, yeah. not letting a government yeah. decide what is and what isn't, you know. Well, you do have to register for what political party you might belong to, and that almost follows religious lines. Yeah. Well, in this, yeah, this this you know this you know being pretty much Iceland's version of the Satanic Temple and what they're trying to accomplish anyway. Um, you know, it it, it kind of leads me into something else I wanted to touch on. Um, there's another podcast that I listen to that I I like the guys. A lot who do the podcast. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any don't, names. No, I don't. I don't even know what you're going to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, but on on a, I think at least two of their more recent episodes, uh, they just railed against the Satanic Temple. Oh, and yes. and the, the information that they were using to rail against them. First, the information was incorrect. You know, it was clear that the people on this show talking about the Satanic Temple really don't have a fucking clue about what the Satanic Temple is or what it is doing or what it's trying to accomplish. But yet they felt completely comfortable shitting all over it. And that really bothered me, especially coming from people that 
that I respect and I think they have, mm-hmm. you know, really good opinions on a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was really disappointed to hear them shit all over something that they clearly know nothing about, but yeah. still felt comfortable shitting all over it anyway. Well, and acting like they knew about it and going, going, you know, even a step further and saying that even though they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about, that it's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Jesus! But it, but it's not a bad thing. <laughs> are there, is there bugs in here? What did that just? <laughs> did I swallow a bug? <clears throat> okay, don't uh, don't breathe your own saliva. So that's rule number one. Uh, but I think more than just that, they didn't really know what they were talking about. I mean, I think I think they had a f- sort of basic kind of a vague idea. Yeah. Uh, but I think that you there was a there was like a palpable. Uh, response emotional response that they were having to the fact that the satanic temple bases everything around a fictional character in the same way that religions do without really without really exploring the idea that the US government has gotten into a position where it's only recognizing religious religions as people who worship fictitious characters and that's and that's a great in and way to shut down all of the bullshit stuff that they've been getting away with for the last 50 years unchecked Mm -hmm. none of that was none of that was taken into consideration it's just well they're just the same they're just same as anybody else because it's this bullshit character that's made up and that's a religion and they're a religion and we don't want religion in government never mind the fact that their whole purpose is to drive a wedge between set up uh, religions and government, you know, and leave it at that. But yeah, there well, was there was no consideration for any of those factors at all. Well, and the other part of the conversation that they had that really bothered me was that you know they they kept saying that you know they they felt they were being dishonest and that the the, the people's perception that the satanic temple may be worshiping Satan or whatever, you know, that's a real problem because then they say that they're also atheist. And then that plays into Christians, you know, yeah, current mu- beliefs muddies about, the water, yeah, about muddies the water and plays into Christian beliefs about what atheists are and what we do and believe and everything. And I said, you know, well, I didn't say anything because I'm just listening to the show yeah. <laughs> in my, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, but you're playing into the Christian narrative by saying the same fucking thing. You're parroting what the Christians do and believe and say i don't fucking care what the christians do and believe and say about the satanic temple that's the whole point right that's the beauty of the satanic temple is the christians don't know what the fuck they're talking about and you're acting just like those christians who don't know what the fuck they're talking about or what the fuck the satanic temple is or why they do the things they do and you're Mm -hmm. shitting on them while acting just like those christians yeah yeah and i personally i love the freedom that i now have as an atheist to be able to turn around and say oh yeah the satanists those are the good guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) those are the people who are actually fighting and getting a shitload of things done that heretofore have not been accomplished by any other secular organization right they fill this niche so perfectly well i mean and it, it comes back to you know it comes back to atheisting right yeah. And that's that's basically what it is. I mean, you know, are are there some elements of the satanic temple that maybe are a little bit silly, you know, and and you know, not for everybody? Yes, of course. Of course, you know, nobody's going to not everybody's going to dress up with those massive horns and makeup and do, you know, the rallies and everything, but 
you know, or how, hold a pink mass, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, that's not for everybody. And there, there is an element of silliness involved. Sure. You know, but exactly like you said, there, there, there was, there was, there was a gaping hole between what the, what the U S government will recognize as religions and what atheists are able to do. And they fill that gap and they're on our side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's nice. I mean, you, you, you have the universal, you, 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 uh, the UU church on the, that sort of fills a sliver of that gap on the religious side, but ultimately there's a purpose for them. And I think, I think it's been a good one. And who cares, who cares if they atheists different than you, you know, I mean, and this is this, I mean, it's a denomination of atheism, I guess, if you want to say it that way, but well, and the UU church doesn't, they're not activists. They don't really, I mean, right. they, they provide community for people. But, you know, the Satanic Temple is getting a lot of things done that otherwise wouldn't have happened or oh, would yeah. have taken a lot longer. They're really, really effective, and it it really bothers me that other atheists are shitting on them. You know, that they're out there working their asses off, and they're doing great things, and atheists are still shitting on them yep. for yeah. doing what the atheists want yeah. to get done anyway. They're, they're yes. the only group to get the Ten Commandments removed from a, a state capital grounds. Well, that could be argued. I mean, the yeah. the Freedom from Religion Foundation well, was yes. was already filing suit and whatever. But you know, it it was it was the Satanic Temple coming in and saying, okay, well, if this really is an open forum, and you believe in in uh, plurality of different religious thoughts and beliefs, then as an open forum, we should be able to erect whatever we would like as well. You know, you can't reserve this strictly for Christians or whatever other religion yeah. you deem worthy to be here. If it's an open forum, it's an open forum. Right. I, re- I really think without without the Baphomet statue, it wouldn't have gone as quick. I think that Baphomet statue really was what pushed the agenda on that one. I, yeah, I think it pushed them uh, to act a little more quickly. And it's a cool-ass statue. It is. Yeah, I, it is. I want one of the miniature versions. I just wish I could afford it. You know, I got a Baphomet tree topper that came in the did mail you? today. I did. That's well, I was on the, the, the Satanic Temples. They were doing the GoFundMe page in one of the in which they were actually selling miniature versions of of their Baphomet statue. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was a thousand dollars, close to five hundred to a thousand dollars range. Mm. So this Sunday on CNN, they will be airing a uh, yes kind of investigative documentary, kind well, of uh, special Lisa report. Ling. Yeah, Life with Lisa Ling. Yeah, she, I love her show about the uh, about Satanism. It was supposed to be last week, but they had to move it because of the uh, shooting. Because some fucking people decided that they didn't want to be they around other play people. Nice. Yeah, they didn't want to play nice. But yeah, so that will be this Sunday on CNN. I plan to watch it. I will watch it as well. I think it should be interesting. Hopefully we won't have any more mass shootings that delay it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, fuck, because yeah. she's already had two of her shows delayed because of mass shootings. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, fuck. It's, if one happens Sunday, her show is just going to get canceled, and I want to see more <laughs> of it. <laughs> I mean, it's just so stupid. There's such an easy solution to all this. I mean, more guns. Well, we we I know we all know your opinion, Matt. We do know that more guns will not solve the issue. <laughs> of course not. Better let's not. Let's let's just not. 
Okay, we won't go there. We will not go I'm, there. I'm because- sorry. I, I'll, I, 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 you say your piece, and I will let it go, because I said something to provoke you. Go ahead. No, it's just, it's just better legislation. I honestly think you should have to register your weapons. You should have to go through a back, more stringent background checks. You should have to go through a class before you're allowed to purchase a firearm. There should be more regulation behind buying a firearm, similar to what it takes to drive a car. To drive a car, you have to go through a class. You have mm-hmm. to be able to pass a test. You have to be able to prove that you're competent behind the wheel. You should also be able to prove that you're competent behind a trigger. Mm-hmm. I agree. Moving on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's hurry, move. Hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got a totally different type of uh, story. Okay. <clears throat> I thought it might be a little bit heavier tonight than uh, usual, but... Still interesting. Winter is nowhere to be found as progressively milder air will surge across the eastern United States through this week. Weekend. While the mildest air will hold off until this weekend, much of uh, this week will continue to be above normal and mostly rain-free. I know we have people all over the world. This is the United States, and it's been um, uncharacteristically warm in Utah. Um, I think we had the warmest uh, fall on record. Yeah, and it's, it's like that. It's supposed to be in the fucking 50s tomorrow. Yeah, it was in the 50s today. It was, was 58 it? while I was out driving around. Yeah, I was stuck in my room on my computer editing fucking a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says, high temperatures through Friday will average between 5 and 10 degrees above the average for the second week of December. Most days of this week will also feature at least partial sunshine. Uh, the storminess of the western United States is to thank for the mild pattern across the eastern United States this week, um, says AccuWeather meteorologist Evan Duffy. The coolest, <laughs> the coolest day this week along the Interstate 95 corridor from Washington, D.C. to Boston will be on Tuesday with high temperatures right around normal. Uh, a couple of weak storm systems will pass through the Midwest and Northeast during the week, but are not expected to produce uh, soaking rain. Uh, the pattern won't, won't just be mild this week, but getting progressively milder into the weekend. By the weekend, the jet stream will lift to the north into southern Canada, allowing seasonably warm air to build across the eastern U.S. from the Gulf of Mexico and southern plains. Ah. Temperatures will be between 15 and 25 degrees above normal this weekend from the northeast and mid-Atlantic to the southern states. Talking about 40s across New England, 50s, 60s across the mid-Atlantic, and 70s in the Gulf Coast states. Uh, to put into perspective how mild it will be, overnight low temperatures will be higher than the average daytime high temperatures for this time of year. Wow. Um, these temperatures are more common during the middle of October rather than the second week of December. Of course, this won't be interpreted as exactly what climate change predicts. <laughs> well, predicts. Per, it is a per, change per in the Did I say it like that? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Predicts. 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 Are those the dicks you get before the normal dicks? What? Predicts. Who? No. <laughs> I was saying, like, for every dick, there's something per dick. <laughs> yeah. How many holes oh, per dick? I was going pre dick. Two holes per dicks. Pre dick. <laughs> Predict. Yes. Predicts. Got anything else? Of another story. I have a couple things, but they're long Mine's long-ish too. videos. Long videos? Long-ish videos. There's one from Alex Jones who says that yeah. Obama is a one-man Islamic sleeper cell. 
Oh, really? Mine's from bad. Hawaii. Mine, mine's about mine's about the GOP reaction to Obama's address. And then uh, I got one from Ken Ham, who is upset that POTUS mentioned God during his speech. Oh. I was waiting for uh, you know honestly Why? the other night black. at work I I watched the president speak because he I also went, said holiday, not did Christmas he really? and yeah oh. he he mentioned God but he didn't mention God enough ah I see oh he because he waited till the very end to say God bless this country three hams you know, per dick the funny thing is, is I actually <laughs> I, I I was watching it at work and I was slipping between CNN and Fox News. And when I was on CNN, they kept talking about what the president was talking about, about the war in Syria, about Islamic terrorists and all that kind of stuff. As soon as I flip over to Fox News, which is more than a little more than 10 minutes after the actual speech happened, I was watching for no less than two minutes until I turned it into Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. I'm like, are you what? I'm like, we're just we're talking about Obama, not fucking Hillary here. Oh, I do have I do have a shorter one. Uh, Ralph Peters on Stuart Varney's show calls President Obama a total pussy. Oh, no, really? Well, this one's kind of fun. It's, it's, it's shorter. Let's yeah. do this one. <laughs> Let's get right to the president's speech last night on terrorism and bring in Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters. All right, Ralph, I have a question for you. I know you watched last night. Ralph Peters, that's like he ate a whole bunch of dicks. And, yeah. then and then throwing he's throwing them up. Yeah. <laughs> then he peters them. <laughs> I want to know, what were you saying to the TV as the president was speaking? What was your commentary as, this, uh, as the president's speech unfolded? Well, first of all, he keeps speaking about we can't give in to our fears. Uh, you know, don't be afraid. Look, Mr. President, we're not afraid. We're angry. We're pissed off. We're furious. Yes. yes. We want you to react. We want you to do something. You're afraid. I mean, this guy is such a total pussy. It's stunning. <laughs> He's a total pussy. It's stunning. How many bombs have we dropped? <laughs> I just think it's. I think it's hilarious. This, uh, this little old white man. Yeah. He's a total pussy. It's stunning. <laughs> <laughs> well, he goes well, on, and to his credit, Stuart Varney uh, makes him apologize, <laughs> which is also kind of uncomfortable and fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we want, the, we the people, the American people, whom he he does not know. Oh, God, when anyone any says we the sort people. Of, sort of yeah. manner. I am a taxpayer. We want action against Islamic State. And then, then, when the president is telling us, you know, he is going to destroy ISIS. This is a president who has done more harm to American police departments than he has done to Islamic State. This is a president who restrains our military. He uses it not to defeat ISIS, but for political purposes, for political cover. This Unlike is a president Bush. who doesn't want to hurt our enemies. This is a president who cares more about thugs in Guantanamo or thugs in Ferguson, Missouri, than he does about oh, law-abiding America. Fuck you. That was pretty yeah. racist. Fuck you, dude. American citizens okay, and their Ralph, right to live in safety I, and peace. I can tell you are super angry. Dude, if you're too I much for you Varney. What your reaction was, but I got to call you. I, you can't use language like that on the program, okay? I'm sorry. sorry. Okay, accept that. Now, moving on. What was new in the president's presentation last night? Was there anything? Was there anything in his presentation last night which... So, so notice he just said you can't use language like that. Yeah, and I know. Just, I'm kind of wondering kind of what he's talking about, so, actually. So I'm imagining that there's a producer screaming in his ear, yeah, no, 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 no. 
he has to he has to apologize. Otherwise, we're going to be the network who yeah. lets some guy come on here and call the president, the president a pussy and just told him that that language wasn't appropriate. If if that's what he's talking about, yeah, I mean, it, it probably is because I'm guessing yeah. this is a whole network of all lives matter. And so they don't care about the Ferguson stuff, but that that to me was almost that was worse. Yeah. Then well, I mean, call Obama a pussy. That's fine, but I mean, it's not fine. But I mean, <laughs> it's like you know, whatever. I mean, he's the president. He did get you know. Suspended. Okay, but I mean, but to, but to to say he cares more about the thugs in Ferguson is fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, let's let's listen to the rest of this here. Would make a contribution to defeating ISIS or erasing our fears. Anything? No, I mean he like he, with the New York Times, he's he's convinced that the problem is is gun control. That's what we got to fix, uh, yeah. and the problem's Islamist terror. Now, certainly, Stuart, we could use more intelligent uh, approaches to keeping guns out of the hands of psychotics. The founding fathers did not intend for every drunk psycho to have a machine gun collection. Of course, but law-abiding Americans owning guns is not the problem here. The problem is Islamist. Terrorism it's and terrorism. President will not even it's say not. Islamist terrorism. It's terrorism. Ralph, I'm sorry, I've got to interrupt again. Um, you use some very because a producer is screaming in my ear. Very strong language it's there terrorism. about the President of the United States, and right. I'm the anchor of Varney and Company, and I have to ask you either you should apologize for that or take it back. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. Okay. All right. What would you like <laughs> to have seen the President say last night? But we're going to keep going. I, I'm not interested in what he says anymore. I want him to do. I want him to act. I want him to take on Islamic State. I want him to unleash our military. And yes, Stuart, I am a. I do apologize for giving into my anger, but I am. I feel like you know the American people understand where I'm coming from on this. My choice of words was was incorrect, but my sentiment I think is shared by many. Ah, uh, okay. Ralph, thank you very much indeed. He I almost said I agree. He yeah. almost said I agree. Yeah. I, uh, okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> He's a total pussy. <sighs> no. No matter what the president would have said that night, even if he would have said we're yeah. sending ground troops to fucking Iraq and Iran and Syria, whatever, he still would have had a problem with it. Well, yeah, well, of course. He he says he wants the president to act. He wants the president to act unilaterally. I mean, that's that's right. against everything that the GOP is currently fucking complaining about. Yeah. Well, he gave everything away with his Ferguson comment. I mean, there's nothing that a black president could do that would be okay with him at this point. Yeah, that's the fact. I mean, getting a Rand deal done. When is when was the last time that happened? Yeah. Oh well, no, we need to fucking tear that up first day. This guy doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. I want him to act. I want him to do something. What the fuck do you want him to do as do, a as one person? Do you want him to turn over the economy with a surplus after George W. Bush? Because I don't know who, too many other people who could have done that. Clinton is that doing? Yeah, Clinton could have. Well, Bill is yeah yeah. But I mean, is that doing something? You know, is 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 having a is having a one point five unemployment rate doing something from the fifteen percent he was given or or higher? I mean, is in, that doing something? In his whole comment about the, the gun control thing, it's like, well, it's an ISIS thing. It's an ISIS thing. Well, it's an Islamic terrorism thing. It's a I, terrorism thing. I Christian and up. otherwise. I looked the numbers up. Yes. So far this year within the United States of America, of the 300 close to, depending on what number you look at, for mass shootings, there have been two mass shootings within the United States that have been taken 
or been a part of people who were sworn allegiance to an ISIS group. And that includes San Bernardino. Yeah. So of the close to 300, only two had well, anything to do with anything with ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know what he expects the president to do. And, and then I'm sure that if the president acted unilaterally, he would complain about that too. Right. There, right. It's, there's, there's no way that he can win. I mean, he's, he, he, he's a do no right president. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in a permanent catch 22. Yeah. No matter what he does, they're going to say he's at fault. He's doing it wrong. He's, there's something fucked up about it. He needs to do more. He could fucking nuke Syria and he would be wrong, which is what they want. Yeah. They want to wipe Syria off the fucking map. And you can do that. And yeah. But I mean, last year it was Iraq and the year before yeah. that it was Iran. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, so I just know, even though I'm not in the podcast studio, I still know Matt got to pee once in a while. <laughs> I should have turned the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded bad. That sounded like, uh, that sounded like he's taking a piss here in the studio. Yeah, he's not peeing in the studio. I just watched him walk out the door <laughs> of the studio to go pee. <laughs> And of course, it's when I was going to ask him what his next story was. I miss having you here in the studio. I know. I wanted to be there. Then I'm like, I got to do this and I got to do that. And sometimes it's like, what's the best way to do both? Yeah. Yeah. This was a, this was a good compromise. compromise. Yeah. Yeah. And even after we get off done doing this, I'm probably going to be working on that short. I got one scene that I'm pretty much almost ready to do the final edit on. Yeah. Besides music tonight. Yeah. Then I just got to do the last, start on the last scene, then the beginning scene, then the end, and do the intro for it. So I still got a lot left to do. So that, that should only be like a half hour. Uh, <laughs> the hardest part is just getting everything looking the same and sounding the same. You mean consistent throughout the, consistent throughout throughout the, the whole thing? Yeah. And considering for a 10 minute short, we had 77 takes. Oh boy! So That's you're the 70, are you the one going through the takes then and deciding I'm what going makes through it the takes? Doesn't? I'm deciding what goes where, how we place it, deciding what audio and music to use. We already have the music picked out. I think I still think it's going to turn out really good. Yeah, I just got a lot of work left to do on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and hopefully I, we win the 500 bucks. We could pay our cast, and I get more recognition, and I get to work on some more badass projects. Huh. Oh, <clears throat> so something I neglected to mention last week. Was that during our little holiday break? Actually, it might have been the week before. No, it was during our break. We recorded, and then the following Sunday, I was on the Recklessly Skeptical podcast with Josh and Matt and Joe and had a good time. So if you guys are interested in in listening to that, you should check them out. I think the only place that they are currently placing their stuff is on YouTube. Okay. But you can find them under Recklessly Skeptical. And I was on there What's, two or three Sundays ago. They should get themselves an RSS feed and put it on iTunes. Yeah, well, and we should get our own website. And, True. Because <laughs> I've only been paying for a shitload of service that I have done <laughs> shit with for over a year now. I saw some email traffic about that today. I just don't know what it was about. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been doing some things. Oh, okay. We should do this off air. 
Some minor things. True. It's hard to do it off air when I'm not actually there. <laughs> I don't think anybody gives a shit. <laughs> they probably don't. They don't give a fuck about what we're doing to try to better this In fact, podcast. we should let's cut that. I Ever, did when, <laughs> since I went to go pee, let's cut the whole thing. I did uh, <laughs> I wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners who pointed out that on both iTunes and Stitcher, only our most recent twenty episodes were available. So I had to go really? and tinker with some. Oh. I had to go and yes. and tinker with some settings to fix that. And that should be resolved now. So that's about all cool. we want available. Is the, <laughs> the last twenty or so. Well, I think it's cool that people want to go back and listen to more than our last twenty episodes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I'll still go back to the first twenty. Yeah. Well, I think, yes. I think they wanted to. Now they all will. <laughs> I think they wanted to listen to the one with Doug, which mm, reminds me, I need okay. to get him back on the show again. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, when, when he was on, was that episode 50-ish something? 50-something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he said it, he'd be a regular, and I yeah. just haven't had him back on the show yet, and mm-hmm. I need to do that. But I know well, he's been really busy lately, too. Well, we've yes. been busy doing the debate podcast. So it's I know. Hard us getting a actual guest on lately. Jesus Christ, I saw that they added another Republican debate to the schedule. Fuck that. We They're like, covered. they added another Republican debate. They're both, of course, on Fox, but yeah. it's like two days away from a debate they already had scheduled. So there's like two Republican debates two days apart from each other. Maybe we can skip it. Let's see what our listeners think. I mean, yeah. let us know if you want us to cover it. Well, I, I noticed in January, we have a, a, a Republican and a Democratic debate one after the other. Like one's one day, one's the next day. Yeah. It's fucking. Oh, if they're not in the same night, I'm a cool, but it's still that, a lot of crazy Doing shit. two in one night is brutal. Yeah, the marathon is. shit is torture. Uh, what else you got, Matt? You uh, got your longest sh- story. Yeah. I got a couple of things about responses to Obama's uh, speech. I could go through and try to pull out some of the quotes from Republicans, um, their reactions to it. Uh, people are really scared and worried, Senator Marco Rubio said on Fox News, describing a couple that decided not to travel for the New Year's holiday. He said that Americans have a growing sense that we have a president who is completely overwhelmed by the Islamic State. Really? Yep. Based on what? I yeah, I don't know. Nothing that happened in the speech tonight is going to assuage people's fears, he said. He honestly believes that there's a coalition fighting against ISIS. This is absurd. There is no such coalition. A lot of uh, countries have put their names on a piece of paper. That's what Rubio said about it. Um, Another candidate, Donald J. Trump, as if we don't know who that is, (laughs) uh, posted on Twitter, Twitter to comment on Mr. Obama's speech in real time, and his review was predictably hostile. Starting with knocking Mr. Obama's podium in the Oval Office office as odd, Mr. Trump criticized Mr. Obama for not seizing oil reserves in Iraq, chided him for using this the term ISIL instead of ISIS, and complained that Mr. Obama's speech was not more expansive. Well, that the all ISIS there is? The ISIL thing is, is, is they changed their name. Okay. Well, that's what it is. It's, oh. They're no longer <laughs> the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. They're just the Islamic State of something else. <laughs> Isn't it Iraq? It's the and the Islamic Levant? state of yeah, the Levant. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh so Trump tweeted, That all there is? We need a new president fast. Um right. 
Uh, we need a new president who has classier taste in podiums. Mr. Obama had not even begun speaking when one Republican candidate, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, issued a statement calling on the president to use the phrase radical Islamic terrorism, a demand that has become a conservative talking point and that Mr. Obama rejected in the speech as divisive rhetoric that demonizes Muslims. Yeah. To which I say, as soon as you use Christian terrorist, you dummy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, talk about Robert Deere for what he is. Right. Uh, Mr. Cruz pressed uh, Obama to lay out a plan for decisive action for victory over evil. Echoing other Republicans, Mr. Cruz argued that the lessons from the shootings in San Bernardino last week uh, had nothing to do with with need for new gun control laws, which many Democrats favor and most Republicans oppose. Rather, he said, the shootings underscored the need to stop accepting refugees from countries with significant al-Qaeda and ISIS presence, such as Syria. The United States accepts relatively few refugees from those countries now, although Obama has proposed allowing 10,000 of them to resettle across the 50 states and completing rigor- after c- completing rigorous screening. Which they already do. It takes them almost two years to get into the country. Well, Steve Inskeep had a had an interview with Ted Cruz talking about this. And Steve Inskeep on NPR, who yeah. is a great interviewer and always keeps his cool. Yeah. Great questions. Well, any NPR host keeps their cool. Dude, you could tell he was getting really, really frustrated interviewing Ted Cruz. Uh, my son even posted about it on Facebook and said, you know, Steve Inskeep is ordinarily really cool, but you can tell he's... Yeah. He's really frustrated during should, this interview. I should check that out. After the speech, Ted Cruz said, as president, he would direct the Department of Defense to destroy ISIS. To which I say, what a fucking child. His vision is, okay, army guys, go win. Yeah. Also, why the DOD? Yeah, I'm DOD. Mean? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, his instructions are this. I would direct the Department of Defense to destroy ISIS. What the fuck what? does that mean? I mean, don't don't you need specific plans and 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 wartime strategy? And why the why just the DOD? I mean, don't you? I, this makes no sense to me. <laughs> Isn't that what we're trying to do right now by sending fucking so many airstrikes over there? Yeah, I don't know. He's 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 such a moron. Well, the problem with our airstrikes, I guess, is the fact that we're destroying their oil fields and we're blowing up all the oil tankers and the factories, so we can't collect the oil from them because we're blowing them the fuck up. Yeah, the NPR posted a. It was a two-part interview that they posted. I think each clip is like six or seven minutes long uh, with Ted Cruz, and you know the the one clip is talking about Ted Cruz and his plans for you know immigration and how they differ sl- only slightly from uh, Donald Trump and Steve Inskeep tried to nail him down on a couple things there, and then the other part of the interview was talking to Cruz about uh, climate change. Uh, and that was, that was, you could tell he was really frustrated in that too. Like he, he, because Ted Cruz said, you know, well, I think we should just follow the science where the science goes and that's what we should do. And, and, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. My, my parents were mathematicians and, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and but computer scientists and programmers. And, and so you should go where the science leads. And Steve Inskeep says, so do you follow the science on everything else? Like evolution mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and climate change. And he wouldn't fucking answer the question oh, yeah, he, he he fucking slid to the side and was like you know my job is to make sure that the single mother working two jobs can right. pay for kids and that yeah just like he cherry picks from the bible he cherry picks from science and what he wants it's whatever fits with his fucking narrative yeah of course 
Senator Bernie Sanders offered full full throated support for Mr. Obama. <laughs> what does saying, that mean? Saying his strategy was right. Quote, ISIS will be destroyed with an international coalition in which Muslim troops on the ground are supported by the United States, United Kingdom, France, Russia, and other leading powers. Yeah. Further, as we destroy ISIS, it's essential that we do not allow fear and division to undermine the constitutional rights that make us a free people. Exactly. That all sounds good to me. Yeah. That's, I think we said that earlier right at the beginning of this show. John Kasich... So- <laughs> said bolder action was needed against the Islamic State and focused his alternative strategy on organizing an international coalition of ground forces to fight the uh, fight in Iraq and Syria, to which I totally agree. After 12 years of boots on the ground, we're, we've really seen tons of progress. Let's do more of that. Uh, it's been a winning strategy so far. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, just maiming... Hundreds of thousands, not hundreds, but thousands oh, of our. Oh, and and men. we should make sure that the wounded vets that come back end up homeless and yes. destitute. Because that's that's the way our constitution has been working. Our government's been working. They yeah. come back. They get their legs and arms blown off. They get no fucking help whatsoever. So let's keep let's keep that trend going. Yeah, I think it's been working. Why? Yeah, why not? Uh, Kasich goes on to say, we must stop delaying and do it. We delayed in helping the Syrian rebels, and look where that got us. And we decided to act. It was too little uh, reference to the years of civil war in Syria. Jeb Bush added his two cents uh, by saying, you know, he watched uh, for eight years as his brother, George Bush, struggled to prosecute wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. And Mr. Mr. Obama had put self-imposed restraints on the American intelligence community and military that was curtailing investigations and airstrikes aimed at defeating the Islamic state. He said, quote, this is the war of our time. It should not be business as usual. We need a wartime commander in chief who's ready to lead this country and uh, the free world to victory. Bush said, which I thought was pretty telling the war of our time. Like in his mind, Every generation has their defining war. That's we the, almost that's have. the necessity. Yeah, I know we almost have, and it's time for that to fucking stop. Yeah, it why is. is that a necessity? Yeah, and yeah. Bush Bush is acting like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is our war of our Don't time. No war. fucking no more wars, no more wars, <laughs> no more bushes. War, stop. war, war. <laughs> yeah, fucking stop it. Stop the war. The rich stop getting rich, and the poor get help because we got more fucking tax dollars <laughs> available. Uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky belittled Mr. Obama for proposing laws limiting limiting the sale of assault weapons and barring suspected terrorists and other people on no-fly lists from buying guns. Why is that a bad idea? <laughs> because not. all terrorists should have guns. Don't tread on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't know mean? either. I don't know. Because he's we'll a fucking libertarian of- hobbit. That's why here in this country here and you see in this country we got the second amendment which every person gets to have a gun so when they get here it's their just their right to have a gun even if they can't fly on a plane because they is a terrorist because <laughs> they is a terrorist yeah and and he goes on to have like another couple of lines which at the end of those the next few lines i just wrote wow you got everything wrong this, all of it yeah this every is, bit this is what he went on to say Let me be clear. Disarming more law-abiding citizens will not stop mass murderers and terrorists. We should be advocating for more concealed carryability for law-abiding citizens and end end to an unconstitutional gun-free zones. 
He also called for greater border security and a hold on immigration visas and refugees from countries with active ter- terrorist networks. So the whole, fucking everything, it, every yeah. bit, everything wrong. wrong. <laughs> you just got every single bit wrong. Yeah. So if a place wants to be gun free, they have every right to say you cannot carry a gun in my store. That's their fucking personal liberty, their own fucking right. We can't. I mean, we have denied certain countries citizenship here in the United States before as a country as a whole never as a religion or as a certain group or a certain sect but it's all fucked up yeah i guess that's basically about it i just i just think it's really interesting i mean we you know we may we may very well end up seeing the largest divide between candidates for president we've ever had oh, I yeah. mean, if we get you know tea party versus democratic socialist trump it just keeps you know, driving a bigger wedge between citizens right right i mean it, i mean you know we've we've had uh, you know, a big divide before, but we're looking at hairy backed swamp developers versus them uppity book learning know it alls this time. You know, <laughs> we're looking at a grand canyon <laughs> of a divide. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you couldn't get Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump. I mean, how, how far apart could you be? Oh, they're complete fucking opposites. Yeah. And Trump I would love- lose in a landslide. I, I would hope so. I think yeah, I would too. I think regardless I of who who or, or Cruz, I mean, or yeah. Paul, I mean, yeah, any of them. I mean, there's there's not that much difference between you know the, all the GOP candidates. The the GO the GOP the the people who are voting in these polls, responding in these polls, and voting in the primaries, they're killing the GOP. Oh yeah, yeah. And I delight in this. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, is that about it? I think that's about it. Okay. Wow, I think this is actually a short show. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah, bit. It is a little short. We don't have anything else we want to talk about at the end here. <laughs> what would you like I to talk about? I know I'm not there. I, I'm, I'm playing timekeeper. I've only been on this <laughs> call for two hours, and I know we haven't been talking for two hours. We were fucking bit. around in the studio trying to hook shit up and get things working <laughs> yeah, forever. We've been here for three. <laughs> I know it's, it's been a long night because I wasn't there and it fucked everything up. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I so I have knee surgery scheduled for next week. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Ooh. I went and had some moles taken for biopsy. So next week when we do our Republican primary debate, will you be on a lot of drugs from your knee surgery? (laughs) No. So so we'll we'll be recording Tuesday. The debate is, or my surgery is Wednesday. Oh, okay. I should be fine. The next week, I may be hobbled. (laughs) I'll be limping, I'm sure. All right. But I'll be able to speak, mostly. I think uh, well, I, hope so. I mean I I guarantee more bad shit crazy stuff will happen between now oh, the yeah. Republican primary debate and our next show. We always have to we always have to put off news for the debates. We, I mean the debates have been popular and I think it's it's yeah. a noteworthy thing to actually cover. Yeah. And I enjoy it. I'm still surprised people want to hear our two cents on it but. <laughs> on anything. <laughs> True, especially me. I mean <laughs> I think you guys are awesome. I like I, hanging I out love, with you. I love you guys. I love you guys. I like talking about stuff with you and hanging out down here in the studio and stuff. Yeah. We love you too, Dan. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Even though I'm 50 miles away. Well, uh, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. As always, you can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash godlessrevolution. Send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. Podcast. 
call or text us at 33081-REBEL. Rebel! Which is also 33081-73235. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Soon they will be available on YouTube or the Googles. Google. Google Play. Google Play. And be sure to rate us through your apps and tell your rate friends us! about the show if you like it. Yeah, because let's, it, let's get us in, the, up in that like number 10 spot. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the, the show gets more widely known by ratings on iTunes is one of the best ways to get it, to get more people to listen to it because people go out looking for shows and they want to find shows that are, you know, other people are listening to so they can talk to them about it. So yeah. Which is all kind of meta, right? Because we're talking yeah. about other people talking about stuff, yes. and then people listen yeah. to the show and then talk to each other about us talking about what other people have said. It's very fifth and sixth wall. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's kind of fun. It's cool. And we love getting listener feedback. Thank you very yeah. much, Dave, for, for uh, pointing out those two stories to us. Look yeah. forward to hearing from you again with any questions or show ideas or things yeah. that we may have gotten wrong. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Next week we'll be go- we'll be covering the what is it the fucking fifth the hundredth <laughs> feels like Republican it. debate yes five yep five oh, fifth GOP debate next week on CNN so it's gonna be another crazy fucking one I hope I I wonder who the moderator is that I know they're they're following the polls through Sunday to see who's going to be on the main stage I say we've we figure fuck the kids stage yeah again. they're fucked like yeah they, yeah, they don't, don't need- even have a vice president <clears throat> chance. That, no. Yeah. yeah, they're they're done. We'll we'll just cover the main debate and it should be exciting. That's gonna probably be Rand Paul now, huh? He's gonna drop to the kitty table probably, right? There yeah, he's on the bubble. He he may not make it to the main stage. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think in the most recent poll he was at two percent. Who else? Jeb? Is he just Jeb barely? is at four. He's just barely. He's, he's safe, but yeah. Have they announced what this debate's going to be possibly about? Uh, I could look it up it's here. Because I, well, I know usually they do like, oh, this one's about the budget. This one's about it. Yeah, like, but certainly it'll be about guns. Well, it's, well with the, with the it is two CNN shootings. covering it. So something about San Bernardino has to come up in it. Something about the attack on Planned Parenthood probably will be a talking point at some point during the debate. Oh, I know they're going to be talking about immigration and yeah. Oh, yeah. because of the Donald's fucking yeah. crazy oh, shit oh. that he's been saying. The oh, Trump yeah, effect, definitely. yeah. For sure. Uh, does not say Wolf Blitz. Oh, God. Wolf Blitzer is oh, going to be the moderator. Jesus Christ. And it's uh, in Las Vegas at the Venetian. Yeah. Wolf we got time Blitzer. to drive down. I'm going to get the next eight days off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking Wolf Blitzer. So that should be fun. Wolf is just, he's, I don't know, he seems to be getting crazy as he's aged. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be next week. And we've got some exciting news about David Silverman coming into town in February. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, still. David Silverman. Still working uh, as part of his book tour. Uh, still working to finalize yes. the details on that. And as soon as I know what they are, I will let you all know. But that should be a whole lot of fun. Hopefully, we can uh, talk him into coming on the show while he's here in town. That what is awesome. his book? What is his book called? Where can people get it? Fighting God. You can find it on Amazon right now. I know that uh, it's getting really, really great reviews from just about everybody. Yeah. So yeah, well, I, I, I look forward I, to reading. I, it. I'm hoping to get an autographed copy. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. I, I guess sales are going very, very well. It's getting really great reviews. Uh, I've seen. Uh, people posting quotes from it that 
they really liked. So nice. awesome. I'm excited to read it. Excited to have him come out here and speak and be part of his book tour. And that should all be a whole lot of fun. That's awesome. All right. Well, until next week, thank you all very much. Live long and prosperous. Live long and prosperous. Don't rape. Did, yeah. you, did don't, you? Don't rape anyone. Did you listen to the last week's <laughs> yeah, episode? I, I saw you put that in there. I laughed at him like, oh, you put that don't rape anyone thing in there. Don't rape funny. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I also pulled a few little clips from you that I thought were pretty fun. So. Yeah. We got to do our B-roll someday. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's first delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople, so if you a day in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul. New Amsterdam Why they changed it I can't say You just liked it better that way Istanbul is Constantinople Now it's Istanbul and Constantinople Been a long time gone and Constantinople Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul.